Good morning, guys, and welcome to another episode of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Bexon. Continuing on the financial theme here, uh, we're actually be talking to Dan today, Dan Chaput from Costa Rica Private Loans, uh, which offers basically private loans here in Costa Rica uh, to expats, to local residents as well, because banks basically will not uh, loan to non-residents uh, or almost anybody outside the Central Valley um, for homes or otherwise. So we're going to be talking with Dan about some options there, the interest rates, length of loan, how it works, uh, etc. Uh, because I do know quite a few people have been asking about financing for properties here in Costa Rica. We covered some of that with Key, uh, with the Keys International Bank there, uh, with Luigi in the last podcast. But continuing that theme, uh, we're going to be delving a little bit deeper. Remember, if you want to contact us guys for anything at all, quite a few of you have been reaching out about property that you're buying, developing property. We also do a bit of project management here when you guys actually develop as well, just making sure that, you know, kind of everything's pulled together and kind of making sure that you don't step on any landmines. You can contact us info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Um, remember, if you have any questions uh, or would like uh, us to cover any future topics, feel free to reach out to us. But let's get straight into this podcast. Good morning, Dan. How are you doing? Hey, Richard. How are you? Very, very, very good. I appreciate you uh, taking the time and coming on the podcast this morning, especially uh, talking about a subject that I know that a lot of the listeners want to talk about, which is, you know, banking and private lending here in Costa Rica. Yeah. I, awesome. There's a lot of, of questions and, and confusion about it. Well, I know that you have a lot of experience having worked in the in the US kind of in debt and also down here in the Costa Rican Stock Exchange and also for Scotia Bank as well. So I can't think of anybody else that would... Uh, you know, that would be better to talk about uh, private lending here and also kind of like, you know, how it works and also, you know, really how how you guys do it a little bit different. So, um, but maybe you could start by just giving an understanding of like how the general environment is at the moment and, you know, why banks here in Costa Rica are so difficult. Sure. Okay, so it's important. A lot of people will come and they expect things in Costa Rica to be a lot like the US, Canada or, or Europe. You show your income, you show your credit history, this is my ID, this is where I live, yep. this is how much money I make, can I get, you know, get a loan, uh, just like in other places. And it's not quite like that. Uh, that's the first thing that, that people need to understand. The reason why, first of all, when you're coming from another country, um, when a bank loans you money, uh, they are always thinking of the worst case scenario, right? Yep. In the worst case scenario, if you don't pay it, can I collect on this person or can I have some type of legal um, backup to where you know, we can find a way that they can pay us back eventually? When you're a foreigner, um, you don't have residency here. They simply can't do that. So for the banks, it's a flat no. Um, the other part of that is uh, several years ago, 10, 15 years ago, when there's the big real estate boom in the early 2000s, the banks were a lot looser. They loaned to foreigners, they loaned in uh, tourist locations, they loaned um, you know, on, on all kinds of properties. And a lot of those loans went bad for a, a good reminder of how bad that they went. As soon the when you're on the main road going to Hako, right? As you're entering Hako and you see that, that big six, seven story building that it was never finished and there's not much that can be done with it. You can't finish it, you can't tear it down. Um, a lot of those happened. They had loaned in all sorts of remote locations. And, and you can see a lot of the foreclosures still today 
um, from them doing bad loans. So they, the banks have now become very cautious because they've got so many bad loans on their books that they need to only have very low risk loans on their books to try to offset those um, that, that have been happening over the last 10, 15 years. So they're very, very cautious. And um, this has resulted in no loans in tourist areas, no loans outside the Central Valley, no loans uh, to uh, non-residents. Um, they won't loan on land anymore a lot of times. Uh, they just become very restricted. And it takes a very long time, too, even if you are a resident, even if you have um, a good income here in Costa Rica. I hear plenty of stories of people where it's taking three, four, five months uh, for them to get any response from the bank. And a lot of times they say no, even though they've already paid all these upfront fees to lawyers, to evaluators, to uh, you know, CPAs to all these different people. And they're like, wait, I just paid all this money and all this. And now you're telling me, no, it's a really common occurrence. So that's yeah. in a nutshell, that's, that's what's happening. And when people are like, I don't understand, why can't I get a loan from the bank? That's basically why. I think that's a great summary. Uh, you know, I, I always say Costa Rica is a country full of like graveyard project graveyards. I mean, if you're ever driving, you will see them on the left and you'll see them for the right. And the process to foreclose here is 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 very lengthy process as well. So, I mean, the banks just kind of just stay away from it, as you mentioned there. So, well, I mean, let's talk about a solution then. I mean, you know, you have private lending or hard money lending or peer-to-peer -peer lending, whatever it's called. But like, tell me kind of how that works and, and specifically, you know, with, uh, with you guys there, how that works and, you know, and also, what are the costs involved in that? Sure. So private lending came about basically become because of, of this. Um, it's been around a long time, just like it's been around a long time in the US, in Canada, and the private lending or the hard money lending generally. So back there, a lot of times they're bridge loans, right? If the bank isn't quite fast enough, you need to find funding fast. And there's little pools of money around and people will loan money to you for three months, six months at relatively high interest. Um, in order for you to get all the financing together, but for you to secure that real estate deal. That's a, a very common industry. It's a little bit of a hybrid down here as to how it works. So because the banks basically don't lend at all, there's a much wider market for the private lending industry. Traditionally, what it has been is um, attorneys. Yep. Uh, we'll have... Uh, a lot of people go to attorneys saying that, hey, you know, I've got this piece of property, but I can't sell the property. I need a loan. And the attorney will know somebody else who's willing to loan on it. So the attorney puts together a deal um, to try to get funding based on a piece of property or collateral. Um, it's good and bad. Uh, it's good because somebody can get financing, but a lot of times it's a really bad deal for the borrower. And this is kind of the a, a big reason why this industry's gotten uh, quite a black guy. Sometime a couple of years ago, they were getting in dollars, 16, 18, 20% uh, loans and people get stuck in debt. And there's this revolving line of debt that, you know, that, that people couldn't dig their way out of. The attorneys loved it because every year, year and a half, two years, these yep. loans would yep. get renewed and they'd get their fees again. And then the investors super happy because they're getting 16, 18, 20% on their money. They want it to go on forever. But what's happening is the borrower is now stuck in this debt cycle that there's really only two ways out. Either they pay it or they foreclose. And um, 
it's not a, a very nice market. It's very decentralized. Almost all attorneys do it. It's very common. And um, I learned about this. Uh, I had loaned some money to a friend uh, several years ago, probably five, six years ago, and learned a little bit more about the process. And I realized, wow, there is such a better way to do this. And there's a good market for it too. And that market for us are foreigners in the tourist areas, in the coastal areas, in the nice, beautiful places outside the city. We don't loan all that much inside the city. We will, um, but it's it's not our bread and butter. So, you know, say um, an expat has a piece of property and they want to put in a pool. This is a great use of private lending. So all you do is you put up your uh, piece of property as collateral. Say you've got a $100,000 house and you want to put in a $30,000 swimming pool. That can be done very quickly. Um, and you add on to the value of your home putting in the swimming pool. And a lot of times, um, you know, you can pay back that $30,000 relatively quickly with, with your income and bing, bang, boom, everybody's done. Uh, and everybody's happy. And so that's a good use case of how we think that, that hard money loans should mostly be used, which should be uh, lines of, of credit for improving properties, building a business. Um, about 80% of our customers are Airbnbs, they're boutique hotels, they're tourism companies, they're growing, they're expanding. And you know maybe they want to uh, fix a roof or add on some cabinas during uh, low season. They can't get a bank loan. They don't quite have enough money to do it. So maybe you've got a half a million dollar piece of property and you know they want to build two more cabinas during the, the green season and have two more cabinas ready to go for, for the high season. And so they would contact us. We go out, take a look at the property. We do the evaluation for free. We'll measure it. We'll check everything in the registry. We'll make sure everything is being clear legally, make sure that there's no problems whatsoever. And all we really need to do is just put, we put a first degree loan or first degree uh, lien or, or mortgage on the property as collateral, just like the bank does, right? So this is not you know anything uh, mean or devious. It's, it's pretty standard procedure. A bank would do the same if they lend, lend it on, uh, loaned on these things, which they don't. Um, and then we can generally in situations like that, we can get the funds in less than, than a couple of weeks. If and we'd really like- Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. No, yeah, no, we like to do loans like that to where um, when there is a loan, it produces more income for the customer and they can pay it off quickly. And this is something else where we saw we could really be improved upon was we structure our loans in a way to where they can be paid back quickly and easily by the borrower. So it's a win-win situation, right? The person who's lending them money still makes a good return, uh, a better return on stocks or bonds or crypto or, or even yep. uh, a lot of long-term uh, rentals. They make much better return than that. They're relatively headache-free. And the other person can use those funds to make more money, get out of debt, and everybody leaves the situation happy. Those are yep. the type of deals that we're putting together. This may be a bit inside baseball, but why do you guys do first degree mortgages and not place it into a trust? You know, because if something bad happened or if something, you know, negatively happened in order to foreclose on it with the mortgage is a little bit more of a lengthy process than putting it in a trust, right? Right. You can do both. And this is going to be at the discretion of the lender. So we're in, okay. we are lenders ourselves and we have all yep. of our funds loaned out and we have a loan portfolio, but we also have investors. So this is at the discretion of 
the person who's investing. Sometimes they will ask to put that into a trust. Yep. We okay. don't, I mean, what we are looking for is a situation to where that is never even an issue. If there's a trust issue, if there's a location issue, if there's a possibility somebody can't get it back, um, we generally don't enter the deal. A lot of times people will do the, uh, the fideicomisos or the trusts yep. because they want an easy way to take the property in the worst case scenario that the borrower can't pay it back. So for us, if it's um, if it starts becoming high interest, there's a problem because maybe there's a desperation scenario. If there's a trust issue or needs to be put inside of, of a trust and um, there's, there's a probability that somebody can lose their property, we back away from it. That's not what we're yeah. looking for. Okay, yeah. so you, I mean, you guys are basically looking for kind of, I mean, I don't know the world would be like AAA style loans, if that makes sense. Like very, Only. yeah. You know. Okay, okay, great. Only well, I mean, very, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that helps for the investors as well, because just to be clear here is you guys also, I mean, because you mentioned, you know, I mentioned they're kind of peer to peer lending. I mean, you guys oh. invest your personal money, but also as if, I don't know, say I had $200,000 and I was like, look, I'd love to give you $200,000 to put this out there on loans on certain properties. Could you do this? You guys also do that as well. Yeah, we do. So I'll okay. describe how that works and what the, uh, the fee structure looks like for the borrower and the lender. So the, the structure, the, the sales process, because it's a sales process, it's very similar to um, a real estate transaction, right? You've got a, um, a buyer and a seller in real estate, and you've got a real estate agent in the middle. Uh, exact same transaction. So we've got an investor and a borrower, and then we are the brokers in the middle in, in that situation. So Richard says, I have 200000 I'd like to put it out on the loan. And then we'll ask you, hey, uh, what type of... Uh, properties do you like or don't you like? Generally, it breaks down very quickly into two categories. People are like, oh, I like city properties. I like commercial. I like bodegas. I like office spaces. Or the other people are like, no, I want to go expats and uh, beach areas, right? Yep. So knowing Richard, Richard says, oh, you know, a, a beautiful beach area. Okay, what are your favorite beach areas? Oh, I really like Nosara. So the next time we're in Nosara, so we will travel around to all the different beach locations and we do marketing. We'll approach Airbnbs, we approach boutique hotels and we offer them basically business lines of credit. We call them up, you know, tourism companies. Hey, do you need to buy new buses? Do you need to buy new boats? Whatever it is. And they need to place a, a real guarantee. So if you say you like Nosara, then the next time a Nosara loan comes up, I'll say, uh, hey, Richard, this is a boutique hotel. Uh, they're growing really fast. Here are the owners. Here's how it works. Uh, they need uh, $100,000. The property is worth, in our estimation, $800,000. They'd like to pay it off in about 18 to 20 months. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, sounds good. Um, and so we put together, we take pictures, we get the background on people who are borrowing the money. Um, we get together all the legal paperwork and we present it to you in a sales piece. Now, um, when it gets to you, everything's already been done. We will not pre present anything to an investor that we wouldn't invest in ourselves. Um, so it's considered very, very clean. And there's nothing out of pocket for you. Um, now, for the borrower, uh, going back to a um, $100,000 loan scenario, right? So we do have a fee for our services. Um, it's 5%, right? 
right? So for us to put the deal together, find the investor, do everything, do all the background work, it's 5% payable at closing. So we have no upfront costs, just 5% at, at closing. Um, this is paid by the borrower and a lot of times this is rolled into the loan. So instead of a $100,000 loan, now it will become a $105,000 loan. There's also legal fees involved in that. Um, the book price, so by book price, if, if some of your listeners don't know what that is, Costa Rica establishes um, what the, the standard rates are that an attorney should charge for certain things. Uh, uh, private lending is one of them. And it's anywhere between 1.3 to 1.5%. So total charges, the borrower uh, can count on right around 6.5% of, of total charges to, to get a loan. Um, the interest that they'll pay is generally right around 12%. Um, the first year will be interest only. And one of the other things that we do to set ourselves apart is we try to make deals that are easy for them to pay back. So first year will be interest only, which is uh, you know, a reasonable amount for this type of loan, right? It's working capital, it's fast. You can make more money on top of that. Um, you know, is it as cheap as a 6% mortgage in the US? No, it's not. But this isn't an amortized mortgage, right? This is private money that's working capital, done quickly, and it's very flexible. So it does cost early? a little bit. Uh, and they can pay it back early. And that's one of the things okay. that, that we like to structure, right? So say 12% uh, interest only. After that first year, start to pay it down, right? So if it's a $100,000 loan, they're going to have a $1,000 payment at 12%. If you have two or 3000 extra, throw it towards the principal and start paying that okay. principal down over a certain amount of time. It's not quite as good as an amortized loan, but it's not too far off either. Um, and we want to get those people out of debt. We want them to be happy with the, the working capital. We want them to tell their friends, and we want this to be a win-win situation for everybody involved, right? We want the investor to make a great return on, on their capital safely, and it is super safe for investors. Um, and we want this person to be able to have access to a reasonably priced working capital where they can grow their business and maybe even ask for this investor, ask this investor to uh, provide some capital in the future for, for further growth, right? We're looking for these long-term, lifelong relationships um, and, and referrals as well. So, I mean, just to give the listeners an idea, I mean, what are the ranges in interest rates and length of loans? And also how large would they be? Just because, I mean, I'm sure that people have just been chomping at the bit here going, like, yeah. get to the meat. Like, how long, get to meat. how much, and like sure. the interest rate? How long, how much? You got it. These are shorter term loans, one to five years. Uh, we don't okay. really want to go beyond five. We don't want a situation where people are being eaten up by interest. Um, right around 12% is kind of a, a general starting point. If there's something wrong with it, and I, I use that term very loosely, right? If there's something slightly higher risk about the loan, maybe it's a little bit outside of town. So for example, we have one in Samara, it's not in Samara Central, it's like five minutes away from Samara. It's a little bit higher risk because it's not the best location. That one will be 14%, right? Now, people, of course, they wanna pay as little interest as possible. Like, gosh, you know, what, can I get a 10% loan? We have done 10% loans before. And the way you get that is by having a very good loan to value ratio. Now the loan to value ratio is how much money do we lend on it and how much is it really worth? So my 10% loans are generally five to 10% loan to value. So they're borrowing um, say $100,000 and putting up a piece of collateral that's worth a million to $2 million. Because there's basically zero risk for the investor, 
we can be a lot more flexible on, uh, on the interest rate in those cases. And now let's talk about, I mean, I think it's very clear for anybody wanting to borrow, I mean, they basically just reach out for it to you and, and, and kind of can contact you and get you get an idea of potentially mm -hmm. what you guys could do. I mean, I mean, if they contacted you to begin with, I mean, I know that you'd have to do, you know, a very thorough due diligence, but you could probably give them a rough idea to begin with of like, okay, if they're like, I've got this property here, this is how much, you know, like it can generate. I'm looking at a loan to value of, I don't know, 20%. You know, I want to loan mm -hmm. over, I don't know, four to five years. You could be like, look, we're going to need to go a little deeper, but basically it's going to be this and that, if you know what I mean. So yeah. now, mm -hmm. go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, we, we like it. We get those inquiries all the time. We're happy to yep. answer them, happy to talk to people. And we um, will tell them pretty much right away. Um, yep. Hey, we don't want to waste anybody's time, right? This is another thing that we want to be so much better than the banks when, when we do this. The banks make you wait. We'll tell you probably five, 10 minutes. You know, that location is not all that great. We don't have lenders right now who are willing to loan on that location or this type of structure. We don't do it or we don't loan on land. We'll tell you right away. Um, so, yeah. Well, now let's jump to the other side. If you've got investors, because a lot of people are sitting on cash at the moment, you know, and as they say, you know, to an extent, cash is trash. Um, I don't agree with that because cash can do a lot for you. But again, having a cash sitting there in the bank at the moment is not doing much for you. You know, inflation is probably eating away at it. This could be a great place for someone that's looking to invest, you know, basically money and get anywhere, as you mentioned there, from 10 to 14% return. Um, right. I mean, if I'm an investor, what things should I understand? How do I contact you guys? Like, you know, uh, how would that work? Yeah, so I'll start out. The, the investability of this is the biggest reason why I got into it. I'm looking for, I know this, the word passive income is thrown around yep. a lot these days. And a lot of passive income, like rentals, for example, is not as passive. Um, this for me, as far as fixed income, fixed passive income, is one of the best I've ever found. Um, and I've worked for major institutions, right? So you've got a, a collateral that's paying you 12 to, you know, let's just use a 12% example, 12% on average. So if you have a million dollar uh, portfolio, you're getting $12,000 a month off this. And all you really do um, is make sure that people paid uh, on time. That, that's about it. Hey, you know, if they're a couple of days late, uh, Hey, Juan, uh, you missed your payment. We're, is everything okay? And oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get it tomorrow. That's generally about all you have to do. And then you, they just deposit into your bank account. You provide them a receipt and you're done. So it's really a very easy, uh, high yield, guaranteed investment. From an investment point of view, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, what was, I'm sorry, what was the other part of your question? No, I mean, just as an investor, I mean, I suppose I just reach out to you guys, right? Yeah, you can. Um, coastofprivateloans.com. We have uh, several investors now, but uh, we, we're always looking at, at new people. Um, the more investors there are, the more we can match them up with, with borrowers and, and the borrowers' needs. We're in a time right now in Costa Rica where we're growing really fast in these, you know, in the beach areas, in the, um, uh, the, the tourism related areas, right? There's a lot of people coming. They have some cash. Maybe they want to be a little bit bigger. Maybe they want to grow. Um, and so there's a lot of, of need and a lot of demand. So if we can match up an investor to a borrower, uh, you know, it's for us, it, it's a great thing. And we're helping people grow their businesses and, and accomplish their dreams. So yeah, yeah. please, please contact us. 
No, I mean, it sounds very similar to a, a thing in the UK I did a while back, which was, again, the peer-to-peer lending where, you know, I'd put, like, uh-huh. I don't know, £20,000 in there and then I'd lend it out to, you know, someone. There, I think they did more kind of spread it out over various, you know, companies, but this sounds kind of more of a one-to-one. And I've done that here in Costa Rica as well. I mean, again, I think it's very... It's very favorable. I think it's a great thing to do. Uh, and again, ultimately, you're helping someone. So, um, but, but yeah. That's, that's the idea. You know, we we want to help people. It's got to be a win-win situation. A lot of people, will, it's important to understand that a lot of people will do it with bad intentions. They will loan yes. wanting to take that, find any excuse possible to take that property away from the borrower. They'll put clauses in there. They'll make it as short-term as possible. They'll make it difficult to pay back. They'll have only balloon payments, whatever it is. So you have to be really careful um, the intentions of, of that person. We will screen out all those people. We sit down with all of our investors. We say, this is the only way we loan. This is the way we write our loans. We're not trying to get people's properties. We're not trying to foreclose. Um, but the way we do it is... There's a, let's just say there's a lot of money to be made in taking people's properties, um, but we don't sleep well at night doing that, and, and we choose not to do it that way. Yeah. No, I definitely understand. I think I'd mentioned to you I financed the deal for a client uh, a while back um, just because they asked if the owner would do it, and I said, well, what rates are you looking at? And, you know, I think it was like, you know, I can't remember the, it was like five years, 10%. And I was like, well, I'll do it for you if you want to, you know, rather than having <laughs> to go through the negotiation of like, I know you, I know the property, like I know everything here. I'm, it's more than happy to money was just sitting there in the account and you know it was an absolute pleasure to be able to help them get the property as well but i could not think of anything worse than doing it like a predatory style loan to take someone's property i could not sleep at night and um you know i mean that's just not as we'd say here Puerto Villa. so yeah a lot of them are very predatory so so for those borrowers out there that are listening be very careful um with you know your attorney will know somebody probably if you talk to your attorney uh just be very careful about the terms and uh, you know, ask for a five-year term. If they're trying to make the term as short as possible, uh, odds are they're trying to get a lot of fees or or they're looking for some type of foreclosure. Um, negotiate, you can, this is a private loan, right? It's not set in stone by the bank. Negotiate those terms. Tell them what your situation is. Hey, can I pay back, you know, in chunks of 20,000 every three months, right? Yep. If they're not willing to negotiate, probably want to walk away because you yep. want to have a reasonable borrower because, Things do happen, right? Uh, during COVID, one of the ways that we grew our business so much is because during COVID, we had a decent amount of money loaned out in uh, the beach areas, right? And of course, all the planes stopped flying and uh, you know, our Airbnb and our apartment building and, and tourism companies were like, hey, Dan, we, we can't pay or maybe we can pay half. A lot of, we, if we were mean, we could have made millions on that. And by millions, I mean four to five million dollars in, in a matter of months. Um, we did not. Uh, we basically said, hey, we're in this together. We want you to be successful. We'll give you 90 days, you know, no problem. You don't need to pay anything. And then in those 90 days, let's reevaluate. Let's re- we can restructure to see, you know, how you can pay it back based on, on your income and you know, see what happens from there. And that when we did that, everybody was really surprised and like, oh, wow, that's really surprising. You know, they were panicking. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we, no, no worries. Um, we're, we're not going to foreclose. We're in this together. And they just started referring us like crazy based on that. So most of our loans, the last yeah, year and a half have all been referrals. 
because we are fair and we want to do it right. We want to do it long term. We want, you know, when we're 70 or 80, we want to keep doing this. It sounds, it sounds strange that loans are fun, but loans are actually fun because we've structured it in such a way to where we can go around to all the, the tourism places, all the beach towns, visit all these people, get to be a part of these communities, and we're help, helping them grow while going to the nicest places in Costa Rica. And we want to do that long term. So that's our goal. Good for you. Good for you. I mean, it's, it's nice to see someone helping people achieve, you know, what it is that they want to achieve, just because, again, I mean, it's, you know, I think it only allows Costa Rica to grow, um, you know, on a, on a, you know, a short and long term basis, uh, because people do get concerned here that like, look, okay, if everyone's a cash buyer here, the number of buyers is very limited, just because, you know, right. financing is not available, but by allowing financing to be available now, the number of buyers increases, of course, which I think is only good for Costa Rica, um, you know, uh, in, in the short term and also the long term. But right well, now, anyway, now on the buying front, we do do some of them. Right. So it can yep. happen. A lot of times what happens is maybe somebody wants a $500,000 house, but they only have 400,000 and they just need a little yep. bit extra. Right. They need that extra 100,000. We can do that as well. Um, it's not as common. We do do it. Yeah, but there's just something to keep in mind is that there's going to be a lot of when you're buying that house, you're going to get some sticker shock from the fees. Right. So you're buying this house. Yep. You're going to pay your realtor probably right around 6%. You're going to pay your escrow. You'll pay your attorneys. You'll pay your closing fees. And on top of that, you're paying all of the lending fees. You know, our fee is still yeah. 5% on top of that. And then there's, uh, you know, the, the legal fee for the loan as well. So they're, yeah. they're looking at anywhere between 12 to 15% just in fees to buy a home. So it, yeah. it can be done, but it's, it's not a very efficient way. Uh, to do it. Cash is best um, for buying a home, either short-term or long-term. This isn't the best solution, but people do do it sometimes if they can pay it off quickly. Maybe they found a great deal. Maybe they found their dream home. Uh, maybe they, you know, they're not as fee sensitive, um, yep. but I, I just want to, you know, make it really clear. Everybody's thinking, oh, there is financing. I can buy the house that I want. Slow down. It's, you know, be very careful about it because, um, because of all those those fees involved, you know, we, yeah. we want your home ownership and, and property experience to be really good. And we don't want sticker shock or, or to get um, a bad reputation because somebody got in over their head. But to understand that fee structure, I mean, the legal fees and transfer fees and taxes, of course, is on the value of the property. But the your guys, five percent and whatever is on the loan value, correct? Correct. Just on the loan okay. value. So if it's a yeah, five hundred thousand yeah. dollar house, it's a hundred thousand dollar loan. Uh, it's five percent on the hundred thousand, so it's a five thousand dollar fee. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because it just sounded like there that like you'd end up paying fifteen percent on the whole five hundred thousand, so you'd end up spending like you know seventy five thousand dollars in fees, whereas probably it's going to be a, a lot less than that. Right. But say if somebody wanted to finance a whole fifty percent of their of their uh, yeah. home, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. then you're you're looking at you know. Then you're yeah, yeah. you're looking at, at pretty significant feats. Well, uh, Dan, this has been great. My last question for you, uh, which I love to ask people: If you inherited five hundred thousand dollars and had to invest it in business and real estate in Costa Rica, what would you invest it in? I think I know the answer to this, but what would you invest it in? <laughs> of course, you know the answer. So I really like passive income. I'm there's different personalities when it comes to investment, right? Some people yep. really like to touch things. Some people, you know, so for those people, really like to touch and see. Things, real estate is a great option uh, for people who like things that grow and can grow exponentially over time. You know, stocks is, is a great instrument for that. 
for me, I, I like easy passive income. For me, it's all about that. So 500,000, I would loan it out and I get $5,000 uh, a month in, in passive income. That's, yeah. that's what I would do with it, yeah. I, I knew that that would be the answer, but I thought I'd ask it anyway. But um, but yeah, yeah. And this has been great. I think this is a, a you know an option for people that have businesses already. Uh, I think as you mentioned, there is uh, you know for anyone that's looking to potentially buy a home here as well, uh, there is this option uh, available as well. Um, but I, I think again, I think it just goes back to just really understanding there is you know what you're trying to do and having a, just a, a discussion with you guys, and then I'm sure that you guys can guide them uh, you know either way. So. Yes, we can. Yeah, we're happy to. If anybody has questions, you know, there's a lot of details with this. You know, there's taxes yep. involved. There's fees. There's locations. There's all kinds of, of different things, and we're happy to, um, to to help people through that process. We do pretty low volume. I mean, we um, we're not trying to make this as as big as as possible again our goal is to live in nice places and be part of community and travel around and and help people out um so if somebody just wants to call looking for information we're more than happy to to help them and we think that's going to bring us more referrals long term i agree i agree well dan this has been great anybody that wants to reach out to dan uh, and costa private loans as well i'll put all the contact details uh, in the description below um but dan appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast with us thanks richard no worries. Have a good day. You too, sir. Thanks. Bye. Guys, I hope you enjoy that uh, that podcast there with Dan uh, at Costa Private Loans. I think you can see there is that I think that like the focus is more on existing businesses that have cash flow, uh, but they also are uh, you know potentially looking at um, people looking to do some form of financing here if you want to buy something uh, here in Costa Rica. So the interest rates might be a bit scary to people, but that's typically what happens here, um, you know, and it's kind of what's available here. But I think you should really think about you know, um, options in North America, uh, which maybe, you know, I see a lot of people refinancing second or third homes that they have there in order to be able to, you know, release that equity um, and looking at kind of more fixed rate repayments on, on, on that. So, but anyway, uh, all the contact details there for Dan are in the description. Uh, if you guys ever want any advice uh, from us, you can do, you can email us info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Again, my name is Richard Bexon. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast, guys. Feel free to give us some uh, some good reviews and spread the word uh, until next time we'll speak to you soon